Welcome to Realoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. Welcome to Realoran. I'm so glad that you've joined me once again for our look at wealth and finance. I'm finding this lesson amazing and astounding and wonderful. You know, it's all great news that we can be God's children, inheriting all good from God as uh, members of His family on the earth. And then when we leave this place, we go into a beautiful place called heaven. You know, I was in that place and I was so, I was so astounded and amazed at the beauty and the magnificence, the royalty, uh, the wealth. Uh, when I was in a certain location in an auditorium, uh, God was there and he was drawing me in and there, they had these big, beautiful uh, red velvet drapes and it was all filled with people. And I looked down at my clothes and I just didn't feel dressed up enough to be there. And I tried to run out the back of this auditorium and the angels were standing there. And God says, no, come on in. It's okay. You know, and he set me down. He wanted me to see what was going on up there. But uh, it's very nice. There's nothing about the earth that you're going to miss. It's absolutely astounding. And uh, we don't want to miss heaven. We want to be with God and to be with God on the earth all the way through. Uh, he's the best friend I ever had. And he will be your best friend too, along with being your father and everything you need for life and everything you need for godliness, right? Because you might say, like I did, how can I ever be holy? You know, it just wasn't on my bucket list, but it needed to be on the top of my bucket list as I found out. And I didn't know how I would ever do it, but God said, you really don't have a choice, you know? And you're going to enjoy holy. You're not going to miss being addicted and bound with demons anymore. You're going to enjoy the freedom I give you in my kingdom and the peace I give you and the joy I give you and the things I give you. You will enjoy life more abundantly, Annie. You will enjoy being free. Yes, you're responsible in the kingdom. You are a responsible person. We're responsible for our soul, you know, to attend to our soul as the top of our bucket list. He said, but you'll never miss anything, anything in the world, and there is nothing I miss. So it's a great exchange. And we know that Satan's future is uh, not good. Let's check it out. Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. And the devil that deceived them, the devil that tricked them, the devil that said to Eve, did God really say? And see, when he came to talk to Eve, I thought it was interesting he came to talk to the woman first, you know, and to deceive her and to have the woman deceive the man. But, uh, and he tricked her so that he could harm her. The devil's not your friend. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. It's a actual factual location that God has created where the beast and the false prophet are. The beast is one of the hierarchies. I've seen the trinity, so to speak, of, of, of the evil kingdom. Uh, the, we know that in the kingdom of God and in heaven, the ruler of all the earth is the Father, Father God, and we know Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost. They're the trinity, the three. Father God, G, you know, the Son of God, Jesus, and then the Holy Ghost. 
But in the Luciferic kingdom, there's three hierarchies. There is Satan, and we have the false prophet. He's always preaching falsely. The false prophet, see, he pretends he sits in religion, and he tries to mess up and confuse the earth with false teaching to get humanity to go that way against safety, against wealth, against health, against good, against heaven, against success, against everything good. And he preaches falsely to get you to go in this direction. Think about it. It's amazing. <laughs> and we have the, we have the devil. He was the lead, right? We have the beast. He's a, he's a, a demonic entity of perversion. We know that Jezebel sits on top of the beast and they ride all the immorality all over the earth. Okay, Satan is the deceiver, the liar, the trickery. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. So does the beast, but he, that's his main thing is immorality. And then we have the false prophet, the preachers against truth, the preachers of their own kingdom, own dominions, new age, etc., 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 etc. That is the seat of the false prophet, the ones pretending to have the truth and lead the pack away from God into their destruction, you know, and he has given them money to do that. And they sit on very high places in society at large. I know of many, many people that sit very high in wealth, uh, billions of dollars, and they preach the new age movement. They admire Christ. They think well of Christ, but they have put their religion above Christ. They have tried to resurrect their falseness above truth. And God is very concerned for you sitting underneath the false prophet, the devil of persuasion that sets his kingdom above almighty gods. Because if you continue in your sin to God's sorrow and to your eternal regret and you die, you take that last breath without, without saying, God, forgive me. Forgive me. I have sinned. I was wrong. Just hold your hands up, you know. You know, when somebody comes against a thief and, say, a police officer, the first thing they do is they throw their hands up, they surrender, because they're guilty. I'm guilty. Just say, I'm guilty, God. I'm guilty. I am guilty. Forgive me. And he will wash you and free you from Lucifer. So don't stay there, because that is the trinity of the evil kingdom. I saw them. I've seen them. And they operate their fallen angels, the demons, to come to destroy you, the sinner. They come to destroy you, the saint. They are against humanity. God is for humanity. But we need to know God according to his written word and to obey him according to his commands and live our lives under and with him the way he has commanded to be safe, to be sane, to be successful, to be wealthy, to be healthy, and to inherit all upon the earth and to help our fellow man and in the assignment that God alone has mandated for your life. Don't let other people tell you what God wants for you. You connect with God yourself and let God tell you.
Satan does not want you wealthy. What he does, though, what he does is he he wants destruction and he wants people deceived into the eternal lake of fire. But he has made people wealthy. We know that he can do that, and he has done that from his round with Jesus in the ring in Matthew 4. He, he told Jesus, you bow down and worship me, and I'll give you all the kingdoms of this earth. It's like, well, how did he get the kingdoms of this earth? Well, he say, Adam and Eve gave over their dominion to, to Lucifer in the Garden of Eden. They gave everything that God had for them over to Satan. So he now ruled. Okay, And Jesus came on the cross and crushed the head of the Satan so those that are in Christ now can rule. Do you see? Outside of Christ, you cannot rule the devil. There's only rulership of Satan in Christ. So if you want to be ruled by the devil, continue your rebellion against God. But you can never rule the devil, the one that wants to destroy you, apart from a relationship with Jesus Christ. John 10.10, he wants to destroy your life. He comes to steal from you, kill from you, and to destroy your life. God distributes wealth to his children. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 2, beginning of verse 7, it says, The Lord, the Lord, Elohim, the Most High God that sits, his heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. The Lord makes poor. And makes rich, the Lord brings low, and the Lord lifts up. He raises up the poor out of the dust and lifts up the beggar from the dung hill to set them among princesses and to make them inherit the throne of glory for the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. You know, there is nothing that God desires more for people to come to him, to live with him, to receive his son, to eat the book of life, to be filled with his spirit, to rule and to reign upon the earth. You know, I think of Joseph, how Joseph was uh, formed and made to be able to, to be a leader of his nation so that all the nation could possess I see where Joshua was raised to be a leader over the nation of Israel so that all people, all people could possess their inheritance from God. You know, that's why God raises up leaders for the, for the people's sake so that all can be safe in Him and to inherit. Because apart from Christ, you will have no rule over Satan. You can't cast Satan out without the authority given to you by Christ, His blood and His Spirit. Do you see? So Satan just walks on the people of the world and has them roped up and leading them into eternal flames. No matter how much money you have, you will go into the grave. And God doesn't want you going with the devil into his forever. Uh, Satan tempts all people with the promise of fame and riches. And we can see that again, once again, in Matthew chapter 4, how the Son of God was taken out there in the ring, so to speak, you know, the wrestling ring, the, the match there with the devil. And the devil was, was allowed to tempt him as he's allowed to tempt us because God wants a people that make a choice. He didn't want to make robots, so he gave us a choice to obey 
or to rebel. Wisdom obeys God, and then wisdom receives good from God. Amen? So we can see that um, that match. It just really is, is uh, frustrating when I see the devil, how he has deceived people with wealth and riches. And he's very good at it, and he's able to give them to you for a season for a season and then he will fry your life and he will he will turn around and attack you you know he attacks his own he hates he they're a kingdom of hatred they hate humans no matter how much you might serve him you know we know that psychics and horoscope readers um you know if, if you go in there to get your cards read i did back before i understood what was going on you know and uh, you're going in there to talk to a demon in a person's body because we know that God is against psychics. He's against that uh, stuff. Uh, it's called witchcraft. And those that practice that and die in their iniquity will be cut off by God in eternal separation, right? But he's a deceiver and he deceives them. And, and you know, so people go in and get their cards read and they're being talked to by a demon in somebody's skin and they, 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 you know, they put your cards out and they tell you your future. And the thing is, is then, the, then the demons that have been there to all hear it, they go about to make that future come to pass. So that's the hook in your jaw to stay with your psychic. Do you see? It's a wicked, evil kingdom. Do get out while you can get out, get out, get out. You do not have to stay there. But, you know, it's our choice whom we will serve. Will we serve the Lord and win the victory and go into heaven, go into the image of Jesus, go into the promised land, go into the land flowing with milk and honey, go into the land where we're able to feed all nations the bread of life. We're establishing the covenant now, Deuteronomy 8.18, with God for the people so that they can win against Lucifer, the flesh, the devil, and the lust of life, right? And enter into their great reward on earth and into glory while they receive five crowns and everlasting life and be rewarded greatly by the Son of God and go into all the ages forever and ever with the Son of God, the Father, and the Holy Ghost, and all the saints, all of heaven, is cheering you on to run your race and do not quit. Do not quit. Do not quit if you're blown away in the battle. Step back and sit underneath God's love and rebuilding of your life. Okay? Because we know in a battle there are casualties, there are losses, but we don't quit walking and serving and battling for the souls of men. Amen? Because we have had our life so to speak, slaughtered or different areas missing, we go on with God and let him create new, create better, create more than what we lost, okay? Because the devil will never outdo God because God is Elohim. He is the most high God. And the son of God stands on his right-hand side and he prays every day for you. He prays every day for you as the devil wants to sift you as wheat. He prays every day that your faith may not fail. He prays every day. He intercedes on your behalf. The mercy seat is there with the blood of the lamb. And he says, oh no, but they're mine. They're mine. And you will not touch them. Do not quit on God. Let God take you in to the winner's circle. 
and let him put a crown upon your head. God is very proud of you. And God does not want you to forfeit to the devil over all the deceptions and the lies he tries to tell you along the way. Do not do that. Serve the Lord your God as Joshua did. And you'll be able to take people into their inheritance as Joshua did. Because Joshua proclaimed, as for me and my house, as for me and my home, I will serve the Lord. You know, you might be the only one in your family that serves the Lord. But you know what? Because of you serving the Lord, perhaps your whole family will come in. Who knows? But whatever the case, if you've lost everybody in your life, friends, family, career, you name it, because of your walk with God, you have everything you need because God, Elohim, is with you. And in Him and through Him and to Him are all things you need for life. In Him and through Him and to Him are all things you need for godliness. With God, you cannot fail. God cannot fail or alter His covenant. He is not a God that should lie. He cannot lie. He cannot sin. He's a covenant-keeping God through all the storms, the trials, the ups, the downs, the victories, whatever comes. Let God take you in to victory. Do not forfeit for the devil. We know the end for Satan is not good and all the children of Satan, meaning the terrors, the tares, T-A-R-E-S, they are classified and named tares in the Bible as children of the wicked one because they refuse to become children of God through Christ. So they remain over here as tares underneath the devil, the father of lies, the one that wants to destroy them. They're holding on to the one that wants to destroy them. And you may say, I don't hold on to the devil. I live in the world. I'm not a Christian. Don't want to want that life. And I don't hold on to the devil. And I say, the devil has done what the devil does. He has deceived you. He has lied to you. He has tricked you to tell you that you're not serving him. If you're not serving God and you're not in the kingdom of God with Christ, you are in the kingdom of hell underneath the God of this world. The devil is his name and he owns and operates you even though you do not know that. Upon your departure from earth, you will be in eternal fire where they will laugh at you and torment you forever where the worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. Don't Forfeit your soul to Satan. Come into Christ tonight. Make that exchange. We can read about uh, the, the end of the terrors, the children of the wicked one in Matthew 13, 37 through 43. It's a very terrible place where the angels come in. The angels are sent to pull out the wicked from God's kingdom, God's side. The people in the world go straight down straight down into hell, but it says in God's kingdom, there are tares. You may see them at church, you know, they're in church and then you go to the restaurant and they're drinking their beer and lighting their cigarettes and going into their parties and stuff, but they believe in Jesus. They're living in iniquity. They're living as the foolish virgin, the foolish Christian in Matthew 25, not as the wise, the bride of Christ, the, the wife of the lamb. They're living as the fool and they're called tares. And the, the uh, angels are sent by Christ into his kingdom to, to, to tear out the tares, those who do iniquity, okay, and offend, causing others to stumble in sin. And they throw them into eternal fire. It's just life. 
It's life. So what, what is the main ingredient to be when you are a Christian? Say pure. We are to perfect purity. And that's another word for holy. So don't let holy throw you off. Just, you know what pure is. It's somebody that's clean and somebody that wouldn't harm anyone and does no evil. Okay? And perfects being what, what they should be with God all the way out of here. And uh, we know the end for all the children of God is eternal life. I've seen heaven. It's beautiful. It's, it's absolutely stunning. I got to see my mother there. I don't talk about that much, although it's in my book, Real God, um, because it's just so emotional. You know, when I, she was my best friend after we both were born again, and I missed her so much. She, she died so young, you know, and she died of cancer. And I couldn't believe she died. I couldn't believe she laid there and left. I just couldn't believe it. But um, I got to see where she went, and she looked stunning in her celestial body, full of light, full of, full of, uh, it looked like she was full of diamonds. Uh, her skin, you know, translucent and light and, and diamonds and beautiful clothes, very royal, <laughs> very happy, very free. She was very free. Um, I was shocked. And God basically said to me, what do you think? What do you think? And I was just shocked because I used to go to her grave and sit there and cry and just talk to, to her and God, you know. And I didn't know exactly where she was. I knew there was a heaven, you know, and I, we read about it. But I'd never been there before. But when God allowed me the, um, the honor to see it, I was stunned. I was startled. I was so blessed. And I, all I could do was weep because Jesus in John chapter 10, beginning in verse 27, he said, my sheep, my people hear my voice and I know them. God knows you. You may, may not have any friends in the world. You may be a shut in. You, you may be a shut out. You may have been abandoned, rejected, squashed, whatever the case, but God knows you. And you know, when you know that God knows you, it doesn't matter who else knows you. That happens to you when you really know that. It says, my sheep, Jesus is speaking, hear my voice and I know them, and they follow me. See? When I saw Jesus too, he said, follow me, follow me. And I thought, how? How do I follow you? He's in this blue chariot. I said, how do I follow you? You know, I'm on two feet here, right? I don't have a chariot, I chase you. And what he was saying was, you're going to get the word of God. I am the word of God in. And I was made flesh to be the Passover lamb and to speak of the truth. As I told Pilate in John eighteen thirty seven. I came to speak of the truth and Jesus came to be the propitiation. That's another, that's another word. You say that many, many times in a row, you might get tongue tied, which is the propitiation is the appeasing sacrifice for our sins, the washing and removal of sin. But what Jesus was saying was, you know, follow me. You're going to get the word and you're going to learn about me and do what I say in the word, right? And then my spirit will be with you and guiding you through life and, and placing you where I want you on this planet as I watch and care over you. So, and I give unto them, Jesus is talking, I give unto my sheep, my people, eternal life. And I got to see that life. I was floored. It's beautiful. And they shall never perish. See, my mother left her body, her broken body, but she, 
her the spirit flew out. It's like a popsicle, you know. If you have a mold, maybe of a girl, you have a mold of a girl, and and you fill it full of liquid and put a stick and you put it in your freezer. You know, you pull the popsicle out and the shell.、Uh, you have two now, where it was just one, but it's almost like a popsicle. The popsicle goes up. And, and mom, she took up, she went up to heaven, and the the, the mold, you know, I、uh, picked out the outfit for her to be buried in, and made sure she looked a certain way there at the funeral home and everything. And、uh, you know, she just laid there, and I just couldn't believe she was gone. And for years,、um, she died in 1994. And I got to see her in 2001. I was just shocked. She's alive. She's alive. Just as Jesus said, I give them eternal life. She was. She loved God. She loved the Lord, and、uh, she walked with Him, and she talked with Him, and she read His Word. She honored Him. And neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father. Which gave which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. My mother got to enter into heaven, and she clung onto the Lord, and she she lived a good life, and she is with them forever, forevermore. So we want to、uh, choose God, you know, and we want to go to heaven. And we want to have good on this life, and we want to have peace with the good that God gives us, because He says, "I will give you wealth. I will give you wealth, but I will give you no sorrow, no agony, no mental torment with it." See, that's the difference between wealth in God's kingdom and wealth and riches in the world. In the world, it's much torment because you still have over you, ruling you, the devil. No matter how good you are, what religion you are,、uh, if you, if no matter what, in this kingdom called the world, apart from Christ, apart from Christianity, apart from the Word of God, you are ruled by the devil, and God wants you to make that exchange because God has wealth, and when God gives you wealth, He doesn't add. There's no misery with it, like over here with with the devil. For for God so loved the world, God still loves the world. When I saw the Father, and I saw the Father because of the sacrifice of the Son, the veil has been torn. I could see His the generations He made in His face as He walked, but I could see a heart, His heart that was broken for humanity, because. When he looks out at humanity, his love is so great, and he longs for you to be free. He doesn't want you wrapped up with snakes. He doesn't want you to go and perish in a lake of fire. You know, he's he, God is is so kind. He's loving and he's kind, and everything that you ever want or need is in him. But he can't rule against his word. That's the problem. And he said, no matter how much I love you or them. I have to rule according to my word. I can't alter my word in any any form or fashion. That is covenanted and sealed forever. While they're here, I can have mercy and grace and helping them all the way, right? But once they die, if they have rejected me and they've rejected to depart iniquity, he said, I have to send them away from me. 
which he takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. None. Ezekiel 18. So we, we just don't want to live apart from God because God doesn't want to live apart from us. You also need to allow the Lord to give you the dream he has for your life. You know, some of the times God's dreams are huge, but we need to grab a hold of them. We need to say, well, you know, God, there's nothing impossible for you. So I'm going to believe this dream and I'm going to go for it. Maybe God wants you to build a company, a business. And you say, but God, I I don't have what it takes. And God said, well, of course, but I do. And you know, I have known God to build huge businesses. That's what he did with me. When I started off before I had my manufacturing company, I had a $75 car and Goodwill clothes. And he took this kid that did not have a college education. I didn't finish college. And he took me and he taught me and he built me every step of the way. And now, you know, this season of my life, he has me building um, a storehouse. Uh, of food, uh, free and full for all, uh, for the kingdoms and the nations of this world so that they can inherit all good things from him. And, you know, we know that um, when God gives us a dream that we need to be courageous and strong and not shake and say, oh, God, I can't do this. You know, I can't do this. Because he says, don't put your confidence in yourself because you actually don't have what you need in yourself. Okay? <laughs> but I'm God. I'm able to do this through you, for you, and with you, okay? And he actually is. So we do not look at ourselves. The Bible says don't put confidence in your flesh. Look at God and say, all things are possible with God, you know? I mean, Luke one thirty-seven. all things are possible with God. Sarah and Abraham told they're going to have a child. I mean, when they're all dried up, it was over, right? In their old age. But you know what? All things are possible with God. As God stated, God gave them his son. His name was Isaac. And that means joy. It brought such joy to that family. But it was supernatural. See, they they weren't to put confidence in the flesh. They were actually no way they could fulfill the dream they had of having their own child. Because sometimes God gives us dreams that... In the natural, there is no way that we can fill them in ourself because we don't really have anything that is needed. But God will supply everything you need to fill the place he has for you and to bring the dream he has for you to come to pass. You know, some of my my fondest memories are, are the memories that I had when I first started off my business, you know. And... Uh, and, and just to see how he came through every time. Because, you know, God wants an earth full of Christian businesses that honor and glorify him. He loves to build up lives. Let him build up your life. Maybe he's talking to you tonight about starting a company of some kind. You know, go for it. Go for it. You know, with God, all things are possible. And he can do amazing things. Because in me, I did not have what it took to go from a $75 car in Goodwill clothes to leading a, being a vice president of a multi-million dollar company, you know? And so, I mean, that was over a course of time, of course, because we have to work it and give God time to bring around the harvest of our seed, which is a commitment and devotion to him, reading the word and being excellent at our work, right? And he will bring the harvest. And in that harvest, we're able to help 
humanity in our family. You know, I was able to employ my family. I was able to, to take care of my father after mom died and to put him in the best best places I could afford, you know. And that is a blessing, and I was a- able to help my fellow man. And it's just, it's just a really good thing to have wealth and to follow the dream that God has given for you because he can do all things because God created you. He created you to win and to subdue and have dominion and multiply all over the earth. We were created to win. Isn't that beautiful? We were created to win. And so no matter how many failures you've had, no matter how many setbacks you've had, I've had them too. But I guarantee you, God will pick you up and you will win if you do not quit. Genesis 1, 26 forward. There is nothing impossible with God. And, you know, the Lord will give you all you need for your uh, place in, in your purpose. And don't get frustrated and say, well, Lord, we need all this. And he says, no, not, not yet. All you need is this. Let's keep doing this. And when you're when I'm ready to bring this in, I will. Because, see, God is smarter, is smarter than we are, isn't he? And so when we let God lead even though maybe it looks small because because things will start off small, but small things turn into big things over time and consistency and perseverance. So don't quit and don't give up and don't faint and say, well, it didn't happen overnight. It's been two weeks. You know, give it years. But work the plan that God's given you and be consistent and persistent, you know, and, and temperance. I think temperance is a very good thing to have when you're, when you're under God doing His plan. We have to, our temper needs to be smoothed out so that we don't react at everything that comes, right? Or throw in the towel. And we need to do our work as unto God. Everything is with God. And I love the way that He has worked, that He worked with me in the manufacturing plant. And I love the way He's worked with me in Rialaron. You know, He's the same God. He's a good God and He's an excellent God and He will always lead us, uh, to victory as we put forth our best foot and give it all we got as Proverbs 22 tells us in verse 29. Seest thou a man diligent? In his business, that's somebody that's on top of his game, has things in order. You may not always feel like getting up when the alarm rings. You know, maybe you want to sleep in 15 more minutes, but get up. You don't have to run and dart and panic full of anxiety through your day. You can actually walk with the Prince of Peace as he leads you from victory to victory. <laughs> um, it says, the one that's diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. And we're not going to despise small beginnings, but we're going to keep going forward and enjoy all of life, uh, enjoying the challenges and the victories. Uh, Isaiah 43, beginning in verse 18, it says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. So let's just forget the past. Okay, the past is gone. Yesterday's history is never going to come again. So let's forget the past and allow God to bring us into the new. The new, the now, as it springs forth, says the God of Israel. So we're going to journey through this life enjoying Elohim, enjoying the Almighty God, enjoying the Son of God and the Holy Ghost. Good night. 
Aleron International Ministries Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. Please visit Rielaron today at www.rielaron.org.